The world's forgotten poor. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this uh, hot Tuesday afternoon. Glad you tuned in. If you want to call in this afternoon, the number is 844-777-7928. Man, Doug, it's a toasty one out there. I know we say that every day. Well, at least it's sun shining and not raining, right? But let me look at the radar. I I bet we've got rain coming. (laughs) Well, it might be. You know, I pulled out of my house. I, I still got water standing in my yard. Do you? No, I do not. And, uh, but I don't know. I, I was thinking that as I was making my way over here, I could hear a neighbor behind me putting on a new roof. Oh. Now, let me ask you a question. Could there be, could there be a hotter job <sighs> than putting on a roof August 1st no. in Jacksonville? No. Yeah. That's pretty bad. And it, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's really toasty out there. If you are out and about, be careful because that humidity, it, it is muggy out there, isn't it? Oh, my, oh my word. Yeah, don't get on a roof in it, August. It is By the way, really muggy. It is August 1st, yes. and uh, we are five days out from the SWAT training day, which I think... Four days. Four, four days, yeah. yeah. Excuse me. And today's the last day. Yeah. If you don't sign up today... Okay, I, was gonna, I, did, I, I wasn't sure if we had already cut it off. So today's the day. Today's if the you day. Haven't, if you haven't signed up, which, uh, you know, that happens from time to time. We forget these things. Or maybe something better didn't come along. You know, uh, hey, just shoot Doug a quick email, Doug at SWATradio.com. He's a little distracted even as we're sitting right here. He, he's getting, <laughs> I got so multitasking right now, man. He, he's, he's actually scheduling tea time. So uh, that's, that a good, that's a good deal. I appreciate that since I'm going to be playing golf. Well, and you uh, are. Looking forward to you seeing. You have Pastor Will with you. I was going to say, looking forward to seeing uh, our brother Derek and Ronnie and David Gray. And we got a, we got a, we got a bunch of good guys. So uh, I guess I need to maybe make sure my handicap's pretty high. Well. Because uh, I know there's, they'll be sandbagging big time. Well, especially Derek and Amos. Oh, uh, no question. No question. Well, uh, anyway, it is uh, August 1st. And I want to give a shout out to my dad. Yes, happy uh, birthday. James McCary in Meridian, Mississippi. He is 90 years old today. He keeps trying to say he's only 89, <laughs> but I said, no, Dad, this is the year. It's night, or it's 2023. 90 years old. He was young. born in 1933. Uh, for his birthday, I was there over the weekend, and I gave him this book on Meridian, Mississippi. For our folks listening on WMER or WMOX, uh, it was fascinating to there was a book just uh i think it was called faces of america or something and it was a history book about meridian and it had really? all these pictures from things i saw growing up back in the day and it was just it was fascinating uh to see those pictures kids picking cotton like back in my mm-hmm. dad's day when he was a young boy he dad picked cotton i said he would pick cotton till his hands bled that's work right there. Yeah, he had he had uh I think 10 brothers and sisters 
and my mom had like 12 brothers and sisters and they they all worked and you know for christmas they got an apple an orange and a pencil is that right yes that's what their <laughs> christmas present was an apple an orange and a pencil for christmas. just think about that for yeah. a second that's crazy isn't it wow mm. yeah and mm. so we live in a time that seems so far removed from that isn't that the uh, truth and uh it's called entitlement i think now uh, you know it's it's interesting and i you know lord willing we'll we'll be we'll get to that age um but uh i was my wife yesterday uh so at our house doug on um and you've been to my house but in our living room she's got a big round table there and on that table she's got a bunch of um kind of like mm-hmm. silver picture frames with pictures of our kids and our grandkids and she said hey i need a picture of you when you were just a little boy this is yesterday yeah. and uh i came across this picture and uh sent it to her and i was thinking you know i mean you'll you'll appreciate this and of course our listeners can't see it but oh my god that's me Look when i was you. a little boy and uh you know it's just interesting even looking at the way we're dressed huh. well think about your dad i mean think about my dad 87 you're mm-hmm. uh, almost 88 your dad 90 yeah uh what they grew up my dad was born in 1935 wow dude. and so uh, he, yeah so he's 88 he's a young yeah, 88 yeah so <laughs> you know it's just interesting all that they've been able to see in their years mm-hmm. pretty incredible yes uh that you well you think about they grew up without a microwave they grew up without a, a, a really, uh, I mean, like my parents had outhouses, you know, like, mm. like, like, I mean, when they got indoor plumbing, it was a big deal, right? I mean, like they got water out of the well. Mm. They used to go to the well and they would draw water up and that was their water. Isn't that even crazy to think about? It, that is crazy. Well, so quite a bit different for my parents, I think, growing up, both, both of my grandfathers were physicians owned private practices and i still remember doug going to my grandmother's house and she had this big house in galveston mm-hmm. and underneath of course she had these oriental rugs it was a just beautiful house you know and underneath the dining room table now talk about old-fashioned underneath the dining room table there was a button underneath the rug and you would just push that button and Bessie, the maid, would come and bring, you know, whatever you wanted. Really? <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. That wouldn't fly today. You no. Know? And, no. Uh, well, that's that's crazy. Well, uh, happy birthday, Dad. Yes. Uh, as I shared when I was there, um, I can't thank you enough for pointing me to Jesus and for um, emphasizing the importance of being part of the church community and growing up. Man, we were there. We were part of VBS. We were part of all those uh, Baptist revivals. The revivals were my favorite time of year when we did the revivals. One, because you got donuts in the morning, you know. <laughs> the uh, real, yeah, the real reason. Yeah, right? but it was, it was really, it, it was. Uh, I'm very grateful for the upbringing I had. So and, uh, curious. I don't even know if we've talked about this. So, you know, growing up like that and going to various revivals or you know uh, crusade i call them crusades i guess revival same thing uh where you'd have a guest speaker come in 
give a gospel presentation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Did uh, were you a front row guy? Oh, always I, front row. I, I like to be on the front row. Now, <laughs> now were you that way as a kid? Uh, I yeah, I like to go. I was the kid who would always go up to the pastors or the traveling guests. Mm-hmm. I was the guy who would go up and have a thousand questions and for and just engage in conversation. I, I wanted to know. I wanted to know what they knew. I wanted to know. Um, you know, I want to hear their stories. I want to hear. Like especially the evangelists, when the evangelists would mm-hmm. come and share stories, it, it was always um, it was always uh, encouraging to me, and I, I loved it. I just yeah. But I know I was that irritating guy. You know, the guy who always wants to. Well, <clears throat> you answer one question, then he's got another. That right. was me. Well, so. it reminds me of my my boys, who you obviously know, Ben and Jake. Mm-hmm. Every time the pastors' conference would come to Jacksonville. They would literally ask their mom if they could take off from school the whole week so that they could be at every single session, you know, that was available to them. And uh, front row, I could always, you know, I would come after work or if I'd get a lunch break, I'd go and, you know, I'd meet them and I always knew where I'd find them. They'd always be on the front row. Mm-hmm. Same way. Uh, Jake more than Ben. Ben loved to sit on the front row, take, you know, notes and notes, pages of notes uh jake was probably more like you he he was there right up front after it was over asking questions yeah you know i, I just had a lot of questions and always wanted to get more info i couldn't get enough information i just wanted to know and i'm thankful for those guys that would take the time guys like jd betts he was this tall evangelist um um danny lanier um you know uh, uh, bob harrington who was the chaplain of bourbon street i i can still remember stories and they would have albums like like an out like bob uh bob harrington had an album that you would play on your record player and he would tell stories of evangelism you know and so i would hear these um and so it was uh it was encouraging hey i wanted to you know if people are just tuning in uh, a lot of times during the first segment, you'll hear Brad and I talking about maybe things going on in the world or things in the news and uh, a Christian perspective on some of those things or a Christian worldview. Um, uh, NBA star Jonathan Isaac is, you know, he he's a guy that a couple of years ago when people were refusing to stand during the national anthem, he stood. And uh, it just came out, I think, today that he's launching uh, uh, an athletic apparel brand uh, that is going to highlight his Christian faith and the values that he thinks are important uh, to the, you know, our heritage, our our Hmm. things we grew up with. Uh, And he said um, he was being interviewed. He said, listen. I didn't believe in kneeling during the national anthem or wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt because I didn't think that would provide any real solutions. I felt like the true problem to all the things that we see and not just what people call racism, we know it's ethnic prejudice, but is the gospel of Jesus. So I decided to stand up and to share it. And, uh, he says, if, you, if you're out there purchasing items from woke companies that kind of cater to this 
leftist, very progressive message, liberal message, then you're taken away from companies that may support Christian mm-hmm. conservative values. So if you got a choice and you know you can get the same thing from a company over here that stands by your values, why wouldn't you do it? And so he wanted to come up with that. So I applaud him. Um, I'm going to be buying some stuff. Yeah, he <clears> said <throat> he's going to have leisure wear like hoodies, sweatpants, T-shirts, and eventually he's going to offer uh, tennis shoes. Um, you know, and Love he it. said, I've gotten a lot of negativity, but I just want to focus on the positive. I don't hate anybody. I'm just saying that my values and the values that we share as believers are valid, and we tend to be snuffed out. We tend to be silenced. And so, um, you know, we're going to do it. And so, Good for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited that Bill, uh, he's doing that. I mean, this is what we need. Pray for him. Uh, Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, absolutely. Did you know who he was? Oh, I, yeah, I, absolutely. I remember when... Uh, when everybody started taking a knee during the anthem, he was this. He was. I've got an image right here of him, all his teammates. They're all on their knees during the national anthem, and he is standing. Yeah. All he's standing by himself. You know, and and you know, listen. I, as as we're doing this book, the discipleship gospel, and specifically this week talking about following Christ. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Well. It, it may mean from time to time standing by yourself mm-hmm. uh, because the world doesn't want what you have. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's uh, interesting, <clears throat> interesting uh, read. By the way, I, I meant to send you this. I know we're going to take a break here in just a second. Did you see the Gospel Coalition article about uh, Jonathan, uh, about Derek Webb? No. Uh, Heresy at the heart of Derek Webb's boys will be girls. Oh. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it when we yeah, come back. Yeah, we from can the break. do that. But if you don't, hey, if you don't know Jonathan Isaac, he plays for the Magic. So pray, say a prayer for Jonathan as he continues to take a bold stand for Amen. Christ. Amen. Right. Amen. Glad you joined us today. If you want to call 844-777-7928, that's 844-777-SWAT. If you have a comment or a question, email us, ask at SWATradio.com. We'll be right back. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, serving Kings Bay at 91.3. 
They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Tuesday afternoon. Glad you tuned in. Love for you to call in, 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. And uh, we'd love to hear from you today. Hey, before we went into the break, I mentioned this uh, uh, article in the Gospel Coalition about Derek Webb's um, heresy at the heart, Boys Will Be Girls. By the way, if you don't know who Derek Webb is, he was the former Cademan's Call lead singer. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this was a message from my son Jacob. He said, courtesy of deconstructivist Christianity, we now have Derek Webb going from writing songs like Wedding Dress 15 years ago to now writing songs about how Christian love means affirming drag. Just a reminder that the love is all about making people feel affirmed. Gospel is one... Gospel is one that has no grounding in anything except self-love and hurts the people it claims to love. Mm-hmm. Um, just interesting. This uh, so apparently there's a, a a video, music video for this new song he's written called "Boys Will Be Girls." Um, it says I experienced a strange mixture of disgust, pity, mm-hmm. and clarity about the appeal of his message. This is written by the Gospel Coalition. Uh, that message, part of Webb's new album, The Jesus Hypothesis, is anything but subtle. It's a celebration of gender transition and drag written in response to the coming out of a close friend and others. It, it says in the chorus, the, listen to this chorus, Doug. Yeah. Where sometimes boys will be girls, sometimes armor will be pearls. Mm. What you put on, oh, it shows the world how hard you're fighting. Brother, mm-hmm. sometimes boys will be girls. Mm-hmm. So, well, he, you know, he's got a song on there called "God in Drag." I mean, it, it is, and and in that song, he actually, what he does is he takes the language from the Sermon on the Mount, where he says, "You've heard it said," but then he says, "But I say to you," and he kind of puts his own narrative in there. Uh, and by the way. Uh, this is the same Derek Webb who was married to, I think it's Sandra McCracken, hmm. uh, who was a, a, a singer as well. And he divorced her in 2014, uh, or she divorced him because he was having an extramarital affair, wasn't repentant, and said he was sorry for hurting her, but just, I guess, loved this other girl and uh, ends up uh, going uh, off. Uh, from her and you know of course he's deconstructing i mean that's what you have to do mm-hmm. to justify what yeah. you're doing i mean you have to deconstruct when you say you know what i'm not i don't care about the commands of god i don't care about his statutes i don't care about his word um i'm gonna live my life i've got the ticket i've got the ticket i'm deconstructing from what uh you know the truth of God says about walking with him, I'm going to create my own truth. Mm-hmm. And that's what people do. Um, you know, uh, and 
you know, he just, he's out there. I, I think that song, Boys Will Be Girls, um, he also uh, talks about, if a church won't celebrate and love you, did you hear that? Yeah, that exactly. Uh, they're they're believing lies that can't even save them. And the the issue is not our love for the sinful people. The issue is we're not going to affirm delusions. We're not going to affirm things that God says. No, this is not my design. It is not. I know we've used this analogy, and a lot of people have, but it's uh, somewhat personal to me, only because my wife struggled for years with an eating disorder, mm-hmm. and we've you know years and years and years later we've had conversations about it. Is that it's it's as much of a mental disorder in the sense that they you know somebody who's ninety five pounds, five foot seven at ninety five pounds thinks they're overweight yeah. now would it be loving for me to affirm yes you are absolutely overweight yeah you know it's 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 crazy well how and, is that loving and here's the thing that's so bad about what he's doing he's marketing this album as a christian album did you know that mm. he's as a christian and gospel album but it, it's it's all against what christ would have taught it's all against what god would teach in his word and so we highly encourage you to be informed yeah. uh, he is not the Derek webb of cadesman's call who was singing things 30 years ago uh in fact i i you know we we can't judge people we're not their judge but we can certainly warn you against people that say they're believers or say that uh, they're representing something from the Bible that are false teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, that didn't yeah. work out well for the guys that went against Jeremiah. Yeah. They tried to, pre- you know, prophesy certain things to people because that's what their ears wanted to hear. We're not about that. We're about God's word interpreted as it was written from the people it was written to to the people it was written to in context and so, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I was not aware of that. but yeah. uh, it, Well, I was thinking of Second uh, Corinthians uh, eleven thirteen says, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. Mm-hmm. Verse 14, And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Mm-hmm. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves. As servants of righteousness, their end will correspond to their deeds. Well, that that is a product, Brad, of the false gospels that has been promulgated throughout this country, and uh, we, we've been talking about the kingdom gospel. Uh, we're, we've been going through the book uh, discipleship gospel by Bill Hull and Ben Sobels. And, you know, we we asked this question yesterday. We grow up accepting things because it's just the way it has been Mm -hmm. without ever examining, is it really biblical? And that's not to say God can't use some of these things, but we want to do our best to live according to the teachings of God. And I challenge you to go through the scriptures and see, does Jesus ever lead anyone 
to salvation with something that even looks close <laughs> to a sinner's prayer. Anywhere in the Gospels, you don't see that, right? Um, now, some people out there might be going, but wait a minute, I did that, and I know it was real. Again, we're not saying that God can't use something, but the issue is not that prayer. The issue is your heart and understanding what the kingdom gospel is. Um, and we, we, um, we, we've got to stop minimizing the demands of the gospel on our life as a result of the faith God works in our heart because we're afraid it's going to sound legalistic. That's what's happened. We've had this swing. People go, well, you you can't tell people they've got to surrender. You can't tell people that their lives are going to be changed. You're going to add works to salvation. That is wrong. <laughs> That's simply not true. But true faith will always produce an action. Yep. <clears throat> Even the thief yep. on the cross, did he have a changed life? Yes. One way, he was one way before he acknowledged Christ he was another way after. Why? Because the Spirit did a work. He said, today you'll be in with me in paradise. He was rebuking the other thief, mm-hmm. saying, we deserve this. Yeah. This man is Jesus. He's the Messiah. So, um, Well, I was, uh, we're, <clears throat> we're specifically in uh, kind of working our way through chapter 7. I enjoyed this little section. If I could just read it for a second. It says, if if you've spent any length of time in Bible te- in a Bible teaching church, chances are you've got an ultra-sensitive works salvation detector. <laughs> mm-hmm. If someone sounds like they're trying to add an unbiblical requirement or some sort of legalistic demand to the gospel, an alarm goes off in your head. This is good. It, it's, it's good to be on the lookout for false gospels, especially legalistic add-ons. That is unless your radar is misinformed. Yeah. An ultra-sensitive work salvation detector can actually be harmful if it causes us to think an essential element of the gospel, like following Jesus, is works salvation. Mm-hmm. We, it is not a work salvation. Well, you could pull passages from the New Testament where they're quoting Jesus, and let's just say, let's say you were at a Bible study. And people are talking about this issue. And you stood up and you said, listen, the person uh, who claims to know Christ, who endures to the end, they're going to be saved. Mm-hmm. Immediately, somebody's going to say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You mean you're saying that if you don't persevere, that you're not saved? Well, you're not saying that. That's what Jesus said in Matthew 24. 13 like how else could you interpret what he said rather than what he i mean he just says that in luke 14 let's say you stood up and said listen i know we're here to learn about jesus some people are here that don't know christ tonight they're not walking with him if anyone wants to come to christ and you don't hate your father and mother you don't uh hate your wife and children and your brothers and sisters then uh, you can't be his disciple, his follower. What? What do you mean hate? Well, that means that they become secondary to mm-hmm. him. What, what, aren't you adding works to that? Mm-hmm. See, that's the 
That's the mentality that's out there. That's what Jesus said. He goes on to say, if you don't renounce everything, mm-hmm. if you don't renounce, sorry, I'm hitting the mic. I'm getting excited here in the studio. <laughs> if you don't renounce everything, you cannot be my disciple. And what's happened because of those statements, people have said, well, that's discipleship and we're, that's different than salvation. They're saying that you can uh, just believe and never grow in your discipleship. Show me that in scripture. Yeah, that is, in fact, actually quite the contrary. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. Glad you tuned in today. If you want to call this afternoon, 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. You can email us your questions and comments. To- Points, but the NASDAQ is down 69. This is SRN News. So you hear about MediShare, and you're going to have questions about MediShare. It makes total sense. Like, first, is this health insurance? And the answer is no, it's not. It's actually a different way of getting access to great health care. It's literally sharing. So you don't pay a premium each month. Instead, members have a share amount that goes to help other people. And MediShare is a not-for-profit that's been going strong for 30 years. It's not a mega corporation that makes you pay for things you don't believe in, which is one of the many reasons it has double the member satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Another question, is MediShare for everybody? No, actually it's not. And that is one of the reasons it works so well to keep the costs down. So if you live a healthy lifestyle, for instance, no tobacco, no illegal drugs or abuse of legal drugs, you're going to be joining people like you, which keeps costs down and you can save a lot. Most families save $500 a month. Call now, find out more. 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. Expect some delays because of a crash on the West Beltway, 295 northbound at I-10. Also, there's a broken down vehicle on the West Beltway, 295 southbound near Old St. Augustine Road. And there's planned construction, I-95 northbound at the ramp to H Street, blocking the off-ramp right lane. Partly cloudy tonight, low 75. Wednesday, partly sunny, high 90. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm A.J. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Glad you're tuned in. Doug and Brad here this afternoon. And uh, if you want to call in, seriously, great topic, uh, great conversation here. Uh, Call us at 844-777-7928. Doug, this is often a a bit of a a controversial topic. Well, it's it's, it's very controversial because people divide salvation and discipleship Mm -hmm. As if you could, you you can be saved but not a disciple. Right now, you can be a disciple and not be saved, but you can't be saved and not be a disciple. Right, right, right. And so, uh, I just want to give you this dichotomy. Listen to what one particular church says. This is a conservative church, by the way. Salvation is free and without a price. Um, 
discipleship is costly and has to be counted. Salvation takes place in an instant. Discipleship takes a long time. Salvation is believing on Jesus. Discipleship is following Jesus. You see the dichotomy they're making? Salvation uh, is coming to Christ and getting rest from your burden of sin. They say discipleship is taking Christ's yoke and learning from him. They say salvation is Christ loving me. Discipleship is me loving Christ. They say discipleship is someone who believes the gospel and they're saved, but a disciple is someone who continues in the word as if you could be saved and not continue. That, that you see the dichotomy they they're bringing up here um they 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 said that a saved person confesses Jesus but a disciple denies self in other words if if you're a if you're a kingdom person you're not a slave to Jesus unless you choose to be it's optional and they make that an optional almost second level christianity mm. a second level belief um and and they they break it out into salvation uh, means really receiving God's gift, but discipleship is receiving His instruction, as if <clears throat> you could wow. do one without the other. And wow. so it, it's just really um, they they distinguish between salvation being saying come to me, where discipleship is come after me, follow me. See, they believe following Jesus is a working aspect of the gospel, and to tell people that, you're adding works to salvation, which is crazy because who gives you the ability to follow? The Holy Spirit. Well, there's, uh, Doug, there's so many verses that would contradict that whole idea. I know. I mean, even just the basic of Ephesians 2 8 and 9, for by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, verse 9, not as a result of works. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're in agreement there so that no one may boast. But mm-hmm. verse 10 says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which mm-hmm. God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This, this idea that if we are his, then he's created good works for us to actually walk in yes to be obedient to well part of the problem is the way we look at scripture is very western right like we have to think how how did the jewish people hear when they had been looking for messiah they had mm-hmm. been wanting messiah he comes along and what does he say go sell everything yeah. and follow me what does he say to peter follow me he doesn't say, I want you to believe that I'm really the Messiah. Mm-hmm. But what we have done in the West is we've made it a propositional transaction, almost like buying a car, buying insurance. Hey, if you do this, then you're really saved. And the problem with that is we have lots of well-intentioned people who are trying to convince people 
who are not living for Jesus, people who are not walking in obedience to his commands, hey, you're really saved because you prayed that prayer one time? And even though your heart hasn't been changed, even though your life is not in obedience to his commands, uh, mm-hmm. you're still in there because yeah. you prayed a prayer. Boy, uh, you know, we, we've we shared a lot of quotes. Uh, this is one you've heard a million times. Probably. Uh, Stephen Lawson said there, this, if there is no cross to bear, there is no crown to wear. Mm. Yeah. You know, we are to take up our cross and follow Christ. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This thing, you know, God's grace really doesn't stop with conversion. It, it continues kind of seamlessly as we grow into disciples. Yeah. Yeah. See, and one guy who teaches that it's it's um, workspace says that when Jesus invited the disciples to follow him as master, he already assumed they knew him as savior as if you could follow him as savior and not follow him mm-hmm. as Lord. I mean, you cannot reject his lordship, his kingship, and receive his saviorhood. Mm-hmm. Those, they're two sides of the same coin. You can't take that coin and say, well, I want him as my savior, but I don't want him as my king. Um, so, I, I mean. Bill Hull says this, a concept of God's grace that converts but is disconnected from discipleship is woefully weak. In fact, he says, not to mention it's unbiblical. Yeah, and see, where we would disagree um, with what that previous teacher said is, he says all disciples are Christians, but not all Christians are disciples. I reverse that. All believers are disciples. Yes. But not all disciples are believers. Yes. We see that in Scripture. Mm. In John 6, there Jesus gave a hard teaching. They left. He turns to Peter. Hey, you guys going to leave? Well, where are we going to go? You're the only one that we can come to. First John 2, the reason they left, they were never really part of us. Yeah. So you can be a, quote, learner. That's what the word disciple means in the way we know it. But in the Hebrew, the telmed, that's their word for disciple. It means somebody who is in community based on God's word with a passion to be like their rabbi. So that doesn't involve just an intellectual assent to Mm -hmm. the fact that this guy is the rabbi or this guy is the Messiah. It's that, Oh, I want to, I want to be with him. I want to follow him. That's why Jesus said, follow me. He didn't just say, um, listen, I want you to believe these facts. He said, follow me. And uh, a lot of these people, they harp on the gospel of John only and disregard a lot of teaching in Matthew, Mark, and Luke and other parts of the Bible where Paul even instructs about that. Go back and read the gospel of, I mean, uh, the, the Acts of the Apostles where we just covered it for two years and look at all the times it talks about receiving him as what lord yeah and that word is curios it's master it's not receiving him just as savior it's lord and boy that gets a lot of bad stuff yeah it was uh 
got this quote from somebody. It says, our, <clears throat> our culture desires a God without wrath brought for a people without sin into a kingdom without judgment through the ministry of Christ without a cross. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you, you almost have to disregard the book of James to believe yes. what these people are saying. In fact, uh, uh, Tim Carter, who, you know, um, I think you've been love, showing some houses. Tim. Tim, yes. Tim's a great, his, him and his dad, they, they run, uh, well, he, he runs WMER yep. in Meridian. And, uh, he, uh, said that someone may argue some people have faith, others have good deeds, but I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have the good deeds? James two eighteen. what they're saying there is if you believe it's going to produce an action in mm-hmm. your life, but if you just are merely professing, which is what we've evolved to, yeah, and that's how people can say, well, you know what? You don't need to show sorrow over sin when you trust Christ. I, I mean, you, you can just, you know, go forward in any state of mind. Like, could you imagine if, if Jesus were in the flesh here, knowing what you know, like he had, you know, his his return, he came back. You're just going to bebop, hey, I'm sorry, I messed up. I want eternal life. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, you, <laughs> you wouldn't do that. You would be on your face if he was here. Yeah. And, and when you really believe in him, when you really believe what he says and it impacts your life, it, you, it affects you emotionally. It does. You, you, it, you can't just do it like a bank transaction, right. you know, it's right. a, so it's, it's a life changing event when yep. that happens. Yeah. Reminds me of Isaiah six, five. Woe is me <laughs> for I am ruined. He said, yeah. I'm a man of unclean lips. Glad you tuned in today. If you want to call in, again, 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back right after the break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth.
We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network. The Jacksonville Beaches listen at 91.7. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here this afternoon. Glad you tuned in. If you want to call, we'd love to hear from you. 844-777-7928. And one final uh, word I just want to say, if you haven't signed up for the SWAT training day, uh, today's the last day. It's a one-day event, and uh, it is a great, great time. Great time in the Word of God. Great time in fellowship with our other SWAT brothers. And if you've never attended a SWAT Bible study, come anyway. It is it is open. And uh, if you have a, a son, maybe a teenage son you want to bring, that's a great opportunity as well. And uh, Yeah, it's, um, it's it's always a good event to get. You know, a lot of people um, forget God commanded the men of Israel to get together three times a year. They had to come. It was not a choice. You couldn't go, well crops coming in or you couldn't go uh i got something important going on three times a year the men were commanded to come they could bring their families if they wanted to but the men had to get there that's how important it was to god for men to get together around the word and and brad i'll just tell you it's easy for us to rationalize not doing that Mm. And whether you're doing it at a SWAT group or you're doing it at some other group, guys, the men came together to be reminded by God of what was really important, the priorities of his word, obeying his word, putting him on display in the community where they were at, in the area we're at. They were supposed to be distinct, different. And, um, boy, we've really blurred the lines. You can't tell Christians from non-Christians right. the way they spend the money, the way they spend their time. It's all the same. And, you know, uh, Dawa, our brother Dawa and John Monger, when they, it, where they grew up, that wasn't a problem because Christians stood out very differently. Yeah, yeah no uh, doubt. And the same over in Egypt or China or wherever, the Christians stand out. But, um, yeah, the men came together. And that's one of the reasons we do the annual SWAT training day is for guys to come. And so I will tell you, you know, you go, well, it's hot. I don't want to go shoot or I don't want to golf or I don't come. uh, We're going to do two sessions in the morning and it's a bunch of men around the word of God. Uh, We'll have breakfast there. You can eat uh, continental breakfast. And then uh, if you want to come back in the evening, we do a meal in the afternoon a little barbecue. Uh, yeah, a little barbecue. I'd love for you to be there. Uh, again, it's August 5th. Today's the last day to sign up. 
If you want more information, Doug at SWATradio.com. Send me an email, and I will respond with a link for you. Uh, and if you do it today, I'll send you a uh, a $25 off sign-up if you do it today. Because today's the last day. So just, there put, it is. Just, just send an email. Hey, I heard you're on SWAT radio. I want to come. Um, There's so, some incentive, a little $25 yeah. credit. Yeah, That's good. how about that? Yeah. So uh, anyway – um thank you guys for uh listening out there and uh you know this is a tough topic what brad and i've been dealing with and um it's tough because so many people brad want to label you as a adding works to the gospel right person when you do this uh and and i appreciate what you read earlier about you know we should be aware when people are adding things, telling people you have to do this and have to do that. But this is not that. This no. is this is defining what it means to trust in Christ. And true trust, we, we know, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, I think you read that, for by grace you've been saved through faith. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We were created for good works. Now, the problem is when you think of works, there's there's a lot of uh, works in the Bible that are defined. Works of the flesh, right? Works of the law, unfruitful works, works of darkness, evil works, dead works, works apart from faith. All these are bad. Mm-hmm. They're not good. But there is a good work. And when you think about the good works, uh, they come because God has created us for those good works. And the good works that he created us for is to walk as living stones that are part of what? The temple. We are the church, right? We are the the temple of God today. Mm -hmm. Old Testament, come to the temple and see God. New Testament, you are the temple. Go and be God out in the community. It's Christ in you, and we we talked about that. Um, But a lot of times, Christians in our culture, when they think about discipleship, they separate it from salvation as if it's an optional add-on to the salvation message instead of being part of it. And they think that, well, you know what? I'm saved by grace, and I'm just not there on the discipleship thing. Well, our sanctification is by grace as much as salvation is by grace. So do you really believe God is going to save you and then let you squander just living apart from his obedience? No, he said he's faithful. He is going to complete the work that he started. Bill Bill Hull says this, God's grace is doesn't doesn't stop with conversion it continues seamlessly as we grow into disciples yes if the spirit of god which comes into us at salvation if discipleship and 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 conforming to the image of christ is not part of being saved then why do you need a spirit inside of you well well, exactly well you know over in john 14 jesus uh, says, I say to you, whoever believes in me, and they love John, the people that kind of say that that don't buy into this, 
whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and greater works than these he will do because I'm going to the Father. And what he's saying is when the Spirit rules you, Mm -hmm. then you're going to do these good works. So, again, the question is, why are so many people that call themselves believers never telling anybody about Jesus Christ, never well, what, sharing you, their testimony? Well, here, here's why. You would never tell of something that hasn't happened to you. <laughs> yeah, that's Does true. that make sense? Yeah. I mean, in other words, I can't go brag about some uh, good hamburger that I've never eaten. You know what I mean? Yeah. What is it Tommy Nelson says? You're peddling an un... Uh, unapplied truth. Yes. You, you cannot peddle unapplied truth. That's yeah. Tommy Nelson who yeah. says that. And that's such a good good point. Y- you cannot push something you haven't personally experienced. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> you're, you're exactly right. I mean, like, uh, you know, um, there there used to be a uh, a burger place in Meridian I loved called Lonnie oh, and Pat's. Here we go. No, we're gonna start no, talking about no, burgers. No, no, no. No, <laughs> uh, no Lonnie and Pat's. They uh, they had a great hamburger and French fries. And it, it's just one of those. Do you know how you have these memories of growing oh, up? Man. Um, but could you go tell anybody about Lonnie and Pat's? No way. You've never eaten it. No way. You've not experienced yeah. it. And you're right. A lot of people try to live vicariously through other people's christian experiences they've not tasted yeah because when you taste when you taste the messiah as king when you taste his work in your life and you have been redeemed you cannot help but tell people about it you cannot help but but want to serve him that's right because he's your king you know he's your king right and so you're you're exactly right people are trying to they, they're not going to tell people about something they haven't experienced yeah psalm 34 8 oh taste and see that the lord is good oh taste and see you know i mean that's the truth i mean you're gonna have a hard time sharing christ with somebody if christ hasn't impacted your life hmm. i'm not talking about you know we're we're not talking about just praying a prayer <laughs> um i mean this is uh this is this is dangerous this let me just read this. And again, we're obviously referring to this book that we're working through. <clears throat> Bill Hull says this. This is a standard practice in gospel preaching churches in America today. Mm-hmm. A person wanders into a church building. They hear some presentation of the gospel, and they are invited to pray a version of the sinner's prayer. Mm-hmm. After they've done this, they're told with unwavering confidence mm-hmm. that they are saved. Mm-hmm. But are they? It seems that the church is doing what singer Dion Warwick sang in I Say a Little Prayer. Uh-huh. You remember that song? Yeah. I Say a Little Prayer for You. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was from the late 1960s. Rather can, than Can you sing that one more I can, time? <laughs> yeah. Rather than what Jesus taught us to do. Does Jesus ever lead someone into salvation mm-hmm. with something that's even remotely like praying the sinner's prayer mm. anywhere in the gospels not even close bill hull says yeah. which you've brought up multiple times and he says don't misunderstand us at this point we're not suggesting that people haven't been truly saved by expressing their faith in christ through prayer because they have doug i would be one of those yeah uh, we're also not suggesting that prayer isn't a 
fantastic way to begin following Jesus because yeah. it is. Well, we, let, let us clarify, too, that following Jesus isn't us working out our salvation. Mm. It's God working out our salvation in us. God's doing it. He does the work, right? Uh, if you follow Jesus in your own strength, that's a work of the flesh. That's right. not a work of the Spirit. Right. And so what we're talking about is allowing God to take control of your life. And that's why Jesus says, if you're going to go into battle, you better count the cost, right? You're going to build a building, you count the cost. If you're going to be his, you count the cost. That's right. Yeah, this that's is right. not just a flippant thing you do because everybody's doing it. And and, and that's an important aspect. So, yeah. hey, we'll, we'll be back tomorrow finishing up this chapter. It's really deep uh, stuff yeah it's thought-provoking well, jesus for sure. said by their fruit you will recognize them yep <laughs> do they recognize us yes doug good to be with you brother you and too. uh aj thanks for your help brother